So a, a conversation that, that a lot of us have a lot of the time is who is the best at something, right? And a lot of the time it can turn into this full-fledged argument where we're screaming at each other. We get really worked up and, and passionate about who's the best basketball player in the NBA or who's the best college football team. And we can even feel about this way about more of our, our personal things too that hit a little closer to home. Like who's the best runner on our cross-country team or who's the best setter on our volleyball team or who's the best saxophone player in our band class. We always want to know who is the best, who's greater. And I think that that is a really good thought to have as we kick off this new series on the book of Hebrews tonight because that is the exact question that we will discover and answer together. So much like right now, the book of Hebrews was written at a time when people were asking the question, who is greater? It was written for people who were really questioning their faith and the things that they believed in. They were getting made fun of and were outcasts in their communities for believing in Jesus. And because of that, they thought that they had lost everything. But what we will discover together is that this book proves that even though they had lost some things, like, like their comfort and their control over certain situations, what they had gained was even greater than what they could have imagined. We will see that when we choose Jesus, we get something that is greater. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, but before we do that, I'm going to pray for us. So let's pray together. Jesus, you are amazing and you really are greater. And I just pray that, that you reveal yourself to be just that to us today. That you will use the words that I have put together to speak your truth to, to our lives tonight. And that we'll walk away from this time knowing that you are bigger and greater than any circumstance or situation that we could possibly face. Please open our hearts to what you have for us and give us ears to hear you and help us to know you better. We love you, Jesus. Amen. All right, today we are going to talk about how Jesus is greater than angels. And we'll see that in our text for today, which is the whole first chapter of Hebrews and a little bit of the second chapter, and I'm going to read parts of that for us. I'm not going to make you sit through the whole thing. I did that to the high schoolers, and that was bad, so I'm not going to do that to you guys. So here's our first part of the text. Let me see if this works. There we go. So he, meaning Jesus, is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become much superior to angels, as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. And you, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth from the very beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain." They will all wear out like a garment. Like a robe, they will roll them up. Like a garment, they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will have no end. And to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool at your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? Therefore, we must pay closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. For it was not to angels that God subjected the word to come, of which we are speaking. 
It has been testified somewhere, what is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Now in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside of his control. All right. Now, first things first, because we are talking about how Jesus is greater than angels, I think it would be really helpful for us to talk about what exactly an angel is, right? Now, angels are heavenly beings whose job it is to proclaim and to promote God's will in the world. Now, the name angel literally means messenger. And our passage for today tells us that they are spirits that minister to the people of God. In chapter 1 of verse 14, It says, are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who inherit salvation? Now, unlike movies and TV shows and even books, angels are not people that have passed away and are sitting in clouds and singing songs and strumming harps all day long. Angels are created beings that are different from people. They are made to serve God. And because they are made to serve God, that means that they are made to serve Jesus too. And verse 3 tells us that Jesus is the exact imprint of God's nature. That through Jesus, we are able to see what God is like. To see how he interacts with us. To see how he cares for us. And just like verse 4 tells us, we see that Jesus is greater than angels. And because Jesus is greater... Angels worship Jesus. And that's your first fill in the blank for today. Angels worship Jesus. Verse 6 tells us that all the angels worship Jesus constantly. They have for all of eternity from, in the very same way that they did when Jesus first came into the world and was born. Now I know that some of you in here have been celebrating Christmas from the very moment that Halloween has ended. And you are a little bit weird, but that is okay. But as we know, Christmas is all about celebrating the birth of Jesus, our Savior, right? And when he was born, we're told that angels filled the entire night sky over a group of shepherds who were watching their sheep in a field. And we see that in the second chapter of the book of Luke in verses 13 and 14. And it says this, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. And I just want to bring this up because it shows that angels have always worshipped Jesus. Because Jesus is greater than angels. And it's because Jesus is greater than the angels that he was there when the world was first created. Chapter 1 of the book of Hebrews talks a lot about how God worked through Jesus to create the world and everything that's in it that Jesus was there from the very beginning. In the very first chapter of the Bible, in chapter 1 of Genesis, verse 26, it says that God said this, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Here God uses plural language on purpose. And by using it, he means that Jesus was there when everything was being created. That God the Father And the Holy Spirit, together with Jesus, created everything. Jesus has been around since the very beginning. And he will be here forever and ever, long after you and I are gone. And that brings us to our second fill-in-the-blank for today. 
Jesus was there at creation, and creation will change, but Jesus does not. Jesus was there at creation, creation will change, but Jesus does not. And we find this in the first chapter of Hebrews, verses 10 through 12, which says, But of the Son, he says this, You, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the very beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. Like a robe, you will roll them up. Like a garment, they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will have no end. This world is constantly changing, you guys. You are different right now than you were at this same time last year. Now, when I was in eighth grade, I had this prepaid cell phone that I had to go to Walmart to buy these cards for, where you had to like then type in a specific code and then put minutes on your phone. And then every time I made a call or every time I sent a text message, it cost me 10 cents to do that. So if we were really good friends, I would text you. But outside of that, I would not because that stuff was crazy expensive. And the thing is, you guys probably have no idea what the words are that just came out of my mouth because that's like so far removed from your reality today. And I just say all that to show you just how much the world has changed in such a short amount of time because believe it or not, I am not that old. And that was just a short little while ago. But the thing is, the world is going to continue to change because that's just kind of how the world works. But our text today tells us that the heavens and the earth will perish, that they will wear out like your favorite pair of jeans that you wear over and over and over again, and now there's holes all over the place and you really need to replace them. The world changes even more quickly than when you're changing outfits because you can't decide what to wear to school in the morning. But the really awesome truth and thing is that Jesus never changes. When all of the other things of this world wear out, Jesus is there. He's the same now as he was when he helped create the world. And he will continue to be the same forever. And some of the characteristics of this unchanging Jesus are that he is loving, he's humble, he's forgiving, He's compassionate, he's gentle and patient, and he is faithful, and he is powerful. Jesus is greater because he not only created everything in this world, but he is always also the same. And in a world that is constantly changing and turning over, that is something that I am incredibly thankful for, that we have a God in Jesus that is always the same. Now, because Jesus is greater than angels, it's important that we listen to his message that he has for us, right? Our text today reminds us that the message of Jesus is trustworthy, that it was given to us by the angels who announced the coming of Jesus, that he would be our Emmanuel, our God that is with us. And then as Jesus lived a perfect life and died for the things that we did wrong, and then was raised back to life again, forever defeating sin and death. That message was given to us first by Jesus himself, and then his followers and the people that knew him best. We have been shown who Jesus is, and that his message is reliable and trustworthy. And because of that, it's important that we pay close attention to the message that Jesus has for us so that we don't drift away from it. 
And that's your next fill in the blank. Don't drift away from the message of Jesus. Don't drift away from the message of Jesus. Because Jesus is the Son of God and is greater than angels, he deserves and demands to have his message heard. Now, when the angels would come to people and and give messages from God, they would show up with this amazing power and authority that people would be literally scared to death of them and want to run away. And we even see that at the birth of Jesus in in chapter 2 of Luke that we just talked about a little bit earlier. It tells us that when an angel of the Lord appeared to those shepherds watching their sheep in a field, that they were terrified and scared beyond belief, and the angel had to reassure them that everything was okay. And if angels command that kind of reaction and that kind of attention with their message, how much more should we listen to the message that God is speaking to us through his own son, Jesus? The first verse in chapter 2 of Hebrews says, Therefore we must pay attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. We must listen to the God who speaks to us. When we read our Bibles and talk to God in prayer, that's something that we have to take seriously because we want to be close to him and to not drift away from him. I want to ask you a question real quick, so I need you to to look alive for a little bit. I want you to raise your hand if you've ever swam in any of the Great Lakes or an ocean before. Raise your hand. Just about all of you. That's awesome. Love that. Now, did you notice when you were swimming and having fun and just doing your thing, um, that when you stopped swimming and you kind of put your feet back on the, on the sand and you looked around at the beach and maybe you looked for your parents to see if they were still there or you're trying to look to see if anyone else on the beach messed with your stuff a little bit, that when you looked, you were in a different spot on the beach than when you started swimming. You were further down the beach. You saw that you had drifted away, that the tide of the water had pulled you from where you had started and where you wanted to be without you really even noticing it in the first place. That very same thing can happen in our faith. If we aren't paying attention, if we aren't constantly listening to the message of Jesus, we can drift away. Now, there are only two real options as Christians, as people that proclaim to follow Jesus. We can either be drawing closer to Jesus by listening to his word and doing what it says and living in an everyday relationship with him, or we can be drifting away from him. Because the truth is that there's no such thing as standing still as a Christian. You're either moving closer to God or you're moving away from him. So what can we do to make sure that we are not drifting away from Jesus? Well, just like our passage says, we have to pay attention to what we have heard. Now, when the Bible talks about hearing, it's talking about a lot more than just allowing sound to travel into your ears. Hearing the word of God is a spiritual hearing. It involves believing and obeying what you've heard. It's more about a response in your heart than a function of your ear. You must hear the message of Jesus with your heart. And we avoid the danger of drifting away from Jesus by reading, hearing, thinking about, and obeying what the Bible tells us to do. That's how we really listen to the message of Jesus and stay close to him. Now, the last thing that I want us to talk about today is that Jesus is greater than angels 
because he was made lower than them. Now, I know that sounds a little bit weird, but our text today tells us that at least for a little while, Jesus was made lower than the angels. And we see that in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. And it says this, It has been testified somewhere, What is a man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him, Jesus, for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Jesus was made lower than the angels for a reason, you guys. During his time here on earth, Jesus was made lower than the angels because when he wanted to save us from our sins, God didn't send an angel. He sent his son. And God did not come in the form of an angel, but in the form of a man. He became human to redeem humankind. He suffered as a man and died as a man, so he would be our redeemer. And that brings us to our very final fill in the blank for today. Jesus was made to be nothing, so God lifted him up. Jesus was made to be nothing, so God lifted him up. Because Jesus humbled himself, and chose to become nothing, to be lower than the angels, God lifted him up and crowned him with all honor and glory and made him the Lord of everything and everyone in heaven and on earth. And it's because of that that Jesus made himself nothing, that he is worthy and deserving of not only our worship when we gather here together on Wednesday nights or on Sunday mornings, but he is deserving of everything we have of our entire lives. Because of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, for you and for me, he is worthy of giving everything up for, handing everything that we have over to him, whether that's your time, your friends, your family, the things that you're good at, the things that you call yours and you hold so tightly on to, because he can take those things and make them greater than you could ever imagine if you just let him. And you know what? That's the life that Jesus calls us to live. A life of surrender, of handing everything over to God because that's the life that Jesus lived for us. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11 says this. Have this same mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by being obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see, because Jesus made himself nothing and chose to not only walk among us, but also chose to die in our place, God lifted him up. Jesus is crowned with all the glory and honor, has the name that is above every other name that every knee will bow to, and is the Lord and King over everything. And he is all of those things because he has chosen to become nothing 
and die for you. That is who Jesus is, and that is what he is about. And he calls us to do the same thing in our lives, to live in obedience and to give God glory in all that we do. Now, I want to close our time together with this encouragement that comes from verse 8 in chapter 2. And it says this, Now, in putting everything in subjection to him, Jesus, he left nothing outside of his control. Here's an incredibly awesome truth that I want you to hang on to. Jesus is in control. Even in times where it doesn't seem like it, Jesus is in control. And you can trust him because he is Lord over everything and every situation. And we know that because Jesus is greater than angels. I'm going to pray for us. Jesus, thank you that you are greater, that you are greater than angels, that you are greater than any situation, any circumstance, any difficult thing in this life that we may face. We know that you are greater. And I just pray that each and every one of us holds on to that truth, that we not only know in our heads, but we can understand in our hearts through a relationship with you that you are greater. So I just pray as we wrap up our time together that we have great conversations that draw us closer to you, but that it won't stop there, that as we leave this time together, that we will spend time with you each and every day, that we will draw close to you, and that we will see that you are greater. We love you, Jesus. Amen.